0: Hello there. You are listening to Jelly and Bean and this is a show where we talk about all manner of geek topics, tech, movies, TV shows, games and more. It's hosted by none other than Brandon Mates, an unlikely hero from the distant lands of the United States and myself, Jelly, aka Daniel Farrelly, an Apple fanboy with a heart of gold. Today is Friday the 21st of June 2013 and this is episode 30. Hello Bean.
1: Hello Jelly. Are we really at episode thirty?
0: We really are. Unless I lost count at some point, but no, I, I believe we're at episode thirty.
1: Oh, I think you're right. It just it seems like such a large number.
0: At this rate, we're gonna be at, at like episode one hundred in no time at all, which is crazy. Yeah, a-
1: in probably of- like seventy more weeks. Indeed. Yeah.
0: Let's uh let's kick it off with some follow-up, shall we? Okay. So we've been talking a little bit about man of steel on the show recently but not much because uh it's you know it, it well, I, I don't know about you but it, it never really kind of took me as being this going kind to of be this amazing movie or anything like that
1: yeah no i i think i think it's just because there hasn't really been a great i guess incarnation of superman in a while it's kind of hard to expect this one to be any different
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and see so i've been kind of coming up to, coming to it with you know kind of this uh yeah i will go and see it but i'm i don't don't really expect much from it uh until relatively recently when we started seeing kind of they started releasing some stuff and now i'm kind of interested to see it like i'm kind of a little bit excited not crazy excited not like iron man excited or even star trek excited yeah. i'm kind of like I, I want to go and see it.
1: Yeah, I was going to say we, we we both I think I think what it is is we want to see it, but if for some reason we don't get around to seeing it in theater, we won't really be sad.
0: Yeah, it's true that's true. But I am going to try, go and try and try and go and see it next week when it drops here in Australia. I'm pretty sure it's next week. I think it was the 26th, which is next Wednesday. So yeah. Yeah, next week. Uh but it has already dropped in the states. And, in fact, in the States, and this is, like, look, they only ever use, when they talk about, like, their opening weekends and, like, the the numbers and stuff, they only ever use the American, like, you know, numbers. They don't ever use the international ones, unless they specifically state that it's international. Right. And, uh, because you, America, all you care about is yourselves. Uh,
1: Yeah, we sure do.
0: (laughs) So, but in America. It's like it's already had its opening weekend and it is the best June opening weekend ever.
1: That's pretty good.
0: Uh 125.1 million dollars in the one weekend. Uh for this year, it's the second best opening um, behind Iron Man 3. Okay. So that's a lot of money. Um so that uh, I'm I'm fairly certain that they're happy with that. <laughs> You have to be yeah. happy with with being able to say that you've got the best June opening weekend ever. Yeah, well, you
1: know that that's that is quite impressive when you think about it because you know in in the states right now it's summer and you know they always talk about the summer blockbuster.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so the, the fact that this has you know beaten any every record for June is is extraordinary, really. Just oh yeah, fact, it's, absolutely. It's super.
0: <laughs> it's super, man.
1: <laughs> yeah I was gonna do that, but I thought that was that was a bit cheesy
0: <laughs> oh I, I leave no cheese unturned un- unchosen un yeah che- cheese un cheesed i don't i don't know <laughs> yeah, so there's that so um yeah, I mean I'll probably be going and seeing it between between now and the next episode uh I'm going to try and then we'll um we'll let people know how what we think of it or what I think of it, uh, assuming that you don't get to it. Uh, That being said, there is you know, there is kind of a lot of back and forth at the moment as to whether or not it's good. I've seen both people saying that they hate it and people saying that they loved it and people saying that it's the best Superman since the first one uh, back in whenever it was and you know, that some people are saying that there's crazy big issues with it and stuff and uh so well movies. i mean i
1: think the big, the biggest issue is that it's not dean kane playing clark kent yeah i mean i i think we all know <laughs> that the adventures of lois and clark were the uh that was the epitome of of superman oh,
0: i i don't know what to say to that i just don't I'm i think gonna... i think
1: what you, you want to say is <laughs> I agree, Brandon. Like, like usual, no. you are you hit the nail right <laughs> on the head.
0: Absolutely not. I do not agree at all. Not at all. Not even slightly. In fact, I agree so little that I'm just going to move straight on to the next topic, or I'm going to force you to do it. Move on, Brandon. Damn it.
1: Yeah, you know that. You know that Google thing. That that company. They've been around for a couple of years. I don't. I don't. Oh, know yeah. I think before, they're like yeah. this
0: little. And they like don't they do like something like search or something
1: yeah yeah, yeah. an email and, and ads mostly ads lots mostly lots ads, of ads now really yeah.
0: really ads now um, yeah.
1: so uh they they are they're they're launching an, an interesting endeavor um so here i'm i'm going to i'm going to say two words and i want i want you to tell me what comes to mind internet
0: uh well i don't know Tweet, (laughs) tweeting, (laughs) balloon,
1: uh, birthday. Combine them together.
0: Tweet birthday.
1: Not even close. (laughs) What Google's doing is, uh, essentially they are they are using high altitude balloons to, uh, I I guess, what would you would you say, distribute a Wi-Fi signal to Ah, parts of the the world that that don't don't have easy access.
0: That's the uh, that's the thing called Project Loon, yeah.
1: Yes, which is crazy. Hence, Loon.
0: What a what a really crazy name.
1: Yeah. Um. So- so, so, yes, I mean, it's, <laughs> essentially, it is what it sounds like. Is that they're they're going to be releasing balloons into the air, um, into the stratosphere, if you will.
0: Yeah. These and these are not like these are not your everyday party balloons. These are like big big balloons that are designed to just stay up there all the time, really.
1: Wouldn't that really depend on what type of party you're having, Jelly?
0: That's true. That is very true. Yeah. However, I do believe that the standard everyday party balloon is not the ones that they're using.
1: Fine. Even though, the-
0: even though that's the one that they display in their, like, in their logo and stuff for, for, this, for this project.
1: Well, I I think it would be more interesting if they did use regular balloons. But, you know, why, why would they listen to me? That'd be crazy, right? Right. But think think of all the smiles that would bring to children's faces.
0: In, indeed, except I don't think they'd be able to see them because the stratosphere is very high. <laughs> yeah, good, good.
1: Um, yeah, so uh, I'm trying to see what other details uh So right now, I, I guess the, the, the first area that's they've they've kind of announced uh is gonna be uh New Zealand. Okay. Uh, which will be I'm trying I d I do don't think they have a date yet for that. Um but essentially they're gonna you know it's gonna be a, a twelve mile or nineteen point three kilometer uh trial area. Uh to to see I guess to see how viable it is to see if it works and then if that happens and it goes well, uh, the, the next or one of the next locations in mid-2014 will be Tasmania.
0: Excellent. So you can,
1: you'll you, I guess you'll have your choice in Australia. You can either go for the NBN or for the balloon.
0: I'd go with the balloon just for the novelty factor.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you'd probably also have to have a connection to the NBN to get decent speeds. But, you know, it's balloons true. would be neat. And I mean I think it's it's an interesting idea. It's it's one of those things I, I I don't know how how workable a solution this actually is. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't know if it's just something where the, you know like kind of put it out there and it, you know I guess it gets their name even bigger than it already is but like are, are we going to end up in a world where you know Google has covered our entire sky with balloons and and does all of the internet?
0: It'll end up looking like that scene in Wally where uh, where they, you know, where they leave Earth and they punch through like the littering of of satellites that basically creates a whole new like layer around the around the Earth.
1: Yeah, that's like a, that. That is actually pretty much what I was imagining. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, sorry, just more less specific detail we have is that the the part of Google that's doing this is the Google X Lab, which. Also did Google Glass and the self driving cars.
0: Yeah. See the X Lab is like their is their like product development lab. Um right. they they do all these, you know, crazy new ideas and try and turn them into feasible products. So um yeah, that makes sense that it would come out of there. And I, actually I've just looked up the like the the uh introduction blog uh for this and it state it it says, apparently, that the the New Zealand pilot program has already started. Oh, has it? Yeah. Okay. Uh so if you're living in the Canterbury area of New Zealand, you can probably get balloon internet
1: and get on that balloon action.
0: Indeed. Well, it, you know, it's also a it's
1: it's I think it's kind of a a weird. Idea in general, because I I think for most of the world, the the internet is not really your you know it's it's very much a first world problem. Yeah, you know you know like oh I don't I don't have the internet out in my rural farm, but I can just drive over there and I'll get it just fine because I can just drive into town. You you know I think it would be more exciting. I, I was talking to one of my friends about this. Um, I think yesterday or the day before, and and he was saying, you, you know, in some parts of the world they get the internet before they get clean water, which is such a you know, and which is essentially this is what this is doing. You know, <laughs> there might be areas where you know you can go and and surf the web before you know you have proper irrigation in the air and stuff like that. So it, it just seems like a strange, you know, such a strange. Like I, I can't imagine there's that many, I guess, first and second world areas where they're that desperate for the internet.
0: Well, I mean, if you look at what they're like, what at their video that they like their promotional video, the idea is behind it is is to provide, uh, you know, fast internet for everyone, and the like the the possible use cases that they kind of put forward are things like, um, you know, people who can't who don't have immediate access to doctors, uh, through the like you know because there's no doctors in their area or or anything like that. Uh, you know, this provides, this will provide, you know, decent speeds that they can actually access the internet and get, you know, in touch with doctors via the internet. Right. Uh, and then there's, you know, things like education uh, stuff as well. Same kind of thing applies. You know, there's, there's, uh, you know, no, no good education in a particular area, third world country, something like that. Uh, so, you know, with, you know, this cheap kind of, Internet that's that's made available that's still very fast. Uh, It can make uh, education a lot easier and that sort of thing. So there are reasons as to why the internet is very useful in those areas um, because things like education and health and all that sort of stuff are very very important in any country, no matter where you go. Right. Uh, This sort of thing is is most important for things like for countries like third third world countries and stuff like that. Um. Because you know they don't necessarily have access to those, uh, that that th- those technologies already because it's you know too expensive, too you know not available in their area, whatever. Um, I mean it sucks that they you know that they're getting internet before they even get you know clean drinking water or you know or whatever. But I mean, Google is doing what they do best, uh, right. Which is you know technology and. I mean, they're not really the sort of company that comes up with ways of, you know, pumping clean water. It's best for them to do what they do best, if that makes sense, which is to provide, you know, internet services and that sort of stuff. Which is, you know, that's their whole their whole thing. Right. Uh, yeah.
1: No, I I get it. Um, though I I think I was reading somewhere, uh, still slightly on topic, but just not that thread of of the topic they they said well, what's going to happen in areas like um that you know say the d- dictatorship areas where you know they've cut off the internet you know obviously they're not going to you know those co- those same countries aren't going to want some balloon floating around you know essentially returning it back to the people yeah you know so how's google going to handle things like that where those countries might just decide okay we'll we'll fire something at it you know
0: i don't know i Couldn't answer that for you. And I'm sure that they don't have an answer for that yet either. Yeah. Um, But the, I mean, all they can do is, you know, make the technology available and make it, uh, make it cheap and easy to get access to. Right. Fast internet. Um, and I mean, they've, they've, you know, they've wrangled with, uh, with governments and stuff before you just look at the stuff like that happened between Google and China. Was it last year or the year before? um, you know, where they were punching through the, the, the great Chinese firewall. Right. Uh, it's it's one of those things where you know, I I really couldn't tell you what they what, you know, the the solution to that sort of problem is. Uh but it's a kind of a we'll cross that bridge when we come to it type of thing.
1: Yeah. I, I think my point is just a lot of like this type of thing, it sounds nice. But I, I think there there could be very well could be a lot of issues for this deal before this becomes a, a you know an actual solution for the world. Yeah. As as opposed to just you know one or two trial areas.
0: But at the moment, I mean, what they're trying to do is just is just trialing the actual technology first. Yeah. And um, I'm sure that they once that kind of happens, then they'll you know they'll deal with they'll deal with the uh, the ability to you know to actually implement it in those those sort of countries. Uh, when they come to it,
1: I think really I'm just angry that I don't have balloons to give me internet.
0: That's yeah, yeah. I can I I completely get that. I, I'm I'm angry that I don't have balloons to 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 give get internet. But I'm thinking here's here's my plan. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go out to Costco because they have uh they have you know big canisters of helium, right. And then I'm going to buy a whole bunch of balloons and some string. And then I'm going to fill up all these balloons and tie the string onto them. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to tie them, tie those strings onto uh, my airport extreme, Okay. My, my router. And then I'm going to let that go. I'm just going to float it like, you know, at the on the roof of the house. And then I'll have balloons giving me internet.
1: Well, you know, there's, there's actually a more portable solution than that. You, you could uh, connect your phone to the balloons. Uh. And then just you know uh, tether. Uh, That's true.
0: Yeah, and that would be. roughly could, the same speeds too.
1: Yeah, and you could just carry it, or carry the balloons like tied to your belt or something, and just walk around with it.
0: And you'd get great reception because it'd be like up there, kind of in the best possible area for reception. Exactly. Yeah, I like what I like what your uh, I like I like your idea there, Brandon. I think it's I think it's got potential. Maybe we could make them go so high that they sit in the stratosphere and then that way a whole bunch of people can have internet and we can charge them for it.
1: That's a good idea. I I I do see I think I do see a flaw in in this plan though is eventually the phone will need charging.
0: We'll just we'll just connect a really long <laughs> uh long cable. <laughs> just a, just a couple
1: of a couple of extension leads.
0: Yeah, just a couple. Yeah, that'll be good. And you know what we can download with this internet? Everything. Well, yes. But specifically, we could download Adobe Creative Cloud. What
1: a lovely segue. <laughs> that, that may have been your best yet.
0: Nice. So, this week uh, is the official, was the official week of uh, Adobe's new version of Creative Cloud. Um, now, we've all heard of uh, Adobe Photoshop. Uh, and some of it, some of you guys might have heard of things like Illustrator and Flash and some of their other, uh, other products. Um, up until now, uh, they've been available like to buy as software packages, kind of like the way that you buy Office and you get, you know, Word and Excel and all, that, all the little extra programs and stuff. Right. Uh, you used to be able to get them as like packaged, you know, packaged for particular needs. So you could either buy, you could, you could just buy, a, Photoshop uh, separately, or you could uh, buy like a creative suite uh, where it had like Photoshop and Illustrator and you know stuff to do various different tasks, and they were kind of bundled in. Uh They were they came in bundles where you could you know do specific tasks, so you know web development or you know design or illustration or stuff like that. Right. Uh. And a little while ago they announced uh, that they were. Canning, all of that. So, uh, there was not going to be any more like you purchasing outright software or anything like that. Because, I mean, let's face it, Photoshop to buy was hundreds of dollars, if not thousands, like, right. in, in, you know, uh, and ridiculously expensive and really difficult, you know, for, uh, you know, for new people, like for younger people to get into. Very difficult for, um, uh you know for people who have you know low incomes and stuff like that to get into that to, you know to get into the into the uh game i guess <laughs> i don't know i rendered of words there uh, so now what they're going to be doing is doing a subscription thing and they actually launched something called creative cloud uh i think it was last year maybe the year before uh where you could get a subscription and you could download all you all the apps like all the programs that they have available um, which is like you know twenty or thirty uh different different programs uh and it also provided you with access to certain uh services as well um and now there's you know more services that are available uh and this kind of ramps it up so now, no longer do you buy the uh you, you don't buy the product anymore, it's not for purchase, it's you basically rent it, I guess, and you okay. can install it. Uh and you pay you pay a certain amount per month. So uh the costs here are they are kinda of different everywhere. I think I, I think um I think it's about fifty bucks here. Okay, month. fifty
1: bucks a month? Alright.
0: Yeah. Uh in fact I'm actually going to look this up for proper because I kind of feel weird looking at American prices while I'm trying to talk about Australian prices, even though I think they're roughly the same now. Because they went through this, they went through this whole, uh, this whole thing with the 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 pricing inquiry that we were talking about a while ago,
1: right? Uh, with The Australia tax.
0: Yeah, so they were called before the like Parliament to talk about the Australia tax and why it costs so much to buy Photoshop, uh, and so just after they just after that i believe it was like just after they appeared in in front of the committee they just so happened to drop their prices to be equal to to the uh to the us prices
1: what a strange coincidence
0: yeah very strange coincidence not like they were you know caving to the government's uh desires at all all right so Fifty bucks for the full uh, Creative Cloud. So what that gets you access to is uh, all the apps: so Photoshop, uh, InDesign, Premiere, which is their video editing app, uh, yeah, Dreamweaver, which is their web uh, web IDE, uh, Fireworks, which is a little uh, uh, graphics tool that's similar to photoshop but not
1: yeah isn't it isn't it more for um like isn't it probably closer to illustrator actually isn't it more like vector stuff it's
0: kind of yeah it's kind of like a combination between the two mind you they've killed it off oh, uh, how did they? yeah so fireworks the fireworks version that you get in in creative cloud is actually still cs6 which is the previous uh version uh but it's still in there. So you can actually you do actually get access to it with, with a with a subscription. Uh so it's fifty bucks a month, uh and you get basically everything. You get uh all their services. So they have they have services now, right, that uh you can you can use TypeKit, which is a font embedding service for um for like creating websites. So if you create websites and you want to use, you know, fancy fonts in your websites, you can use TypeKit to do that. And with Creative Cloud you get like a free uh, account with Typekit as well, and it also one of the new features is that if you uh, if you have and it's not available yet but it's coming uh, is that if you install the you know the Creative Cloud onto your computer the the application that it comes with uh, you can basically download ins- and install those fonts onto your computer. Uh, for using in, you know, documents and stuff like that and then get rid of them when you're done. So, it's basically just, you know, you install fonts when you need them and get rid of them, which is actually something that a lot of graphic design houses do. Okay. So you could be, like, you could be fancy, like a graphic design house.
1: And you can use Comic Sans for everything.
0: No. Oh. <laughs> so... The other option that you have is that you can uh, you can get a single app. So if you just want use want to use Photoshop and you don't really want to use anything else, uh, you can get that for twenty bucks a month.
1: Okay, so still still, I guess a, a, a large amount of that 50, 50 bucks.
0: Yeah, so for the fifty bucks, you get a lot more for your money. Um, it does require uh like it, that does require a commitment. Like you have to do a contract uh in fact i think both of them actually require a contract yes they do so uh in order to do that you have to basically sign up for for a year if you want to be able to do uh if you want to be able to do monthly it's actually a little bit more than that uh just pointing that out the last time that we didn't point things out like specifically we got in trouble for it (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, so so those are the monthly fees if you sign up for basically a full year of it. If you don't sign up for a full year of it and you just want to use it like on a month-to-month basis, you can still do that. You can still get access to it. So if you want to just do, if you have like a month where you're going to do some like photo editing and you want to just do it all in that month and you want to use Photoshop for it, then you can do that. All right. Well, uh,
1: I I guess here's the question. When someone goes and buys say photoshop how long do they use it before they upgrade if they ever do
0: that, that i mean that's a good question because uh i i i don't i don't know uh it's it's one of those soft pieces of software where it hasn't ever been really feasible for it to be like to be able to upgrade uh on like you know every every year because it's so expensive right unless you you know unless it's a company Purchased thing and then you know they deal with it um, and they usually upgrade you know on on a regular basis. When I worked in the government, uh, I used some Adobe software and that got upgraded every every year, like every time they released a new one because it was important to keep on top of you know of you know the new features and stuff. Right. Uh, but for regular you know regular joes, there's a lot of people that are out there that are still using things like you know CS3, CS4, which are the you know previous versions of this um the benefit of of have, for those people is that they do actually have like a special offer that they're doing at the moment um i don't know how long it's going to last for but they're going to make it uh they're making it uh 30 bucks a month so basically the price of getting a single app on a non-commitment for 1 month is how much you can pay for the whole thing for a month for a full year but you have to okay. you have to sign up to a year for for that. Uh and they've got a whole range of things that you can get for that. Um and the I mean the, the thing it comes down to is is it is it cheaper to buy the software outright or to rent it which is basically what it is, right? You you I mean when you sign up to these kind of uh, these kind of services what you're doing is you know renting access to it uh, yeah. and it's even more like it's even more like that now with with creative cloud because it's not like signing up to a web service and you have to go to the web page to use it all the time uh it's more like you know renting a dvd where you bring the dvd home and you you have the dvd and for as long as you've got it you you basically going to end up paying money for yeah. for it uh, gosh renting dvds it's, it seems so old school now. It's
1: it's so, such a 2000 thing to say.
0: Yeah, totally. My apologies, guys. Uh, basically, I mean, basically you know what you're doing is renting it. Uh so the question of you know if if it's cheaper to rent it or to buy it, it turns out is actually it's actually cheaper to to rent it at this stage. The 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 way that they've got the pricing going uh even if you if you decide that you want like as long as you decide that you want the to do it you know for the full year you know that you're doing it ongoing which let's be let's be honest like nobody's going to use photoshop for like a month and then be done with it right um it's pretty likely that you're going to be doing it for a full you know full year possibly longer than that uh and assuming that they you know release a new one roughly every year then which they seem to be doing at the moment. Uh. It's cheaper to right? Okay. Well, yeah. h- how much was
1: Photoshop before this? Do you have an idea, like just r- rough, roughly?
0: See, I'd normally I'd look that up on the website, <laughs> but I'm fairly certain that the website has already been changed to get rid of that.
1: Uh, yeah, it sounds like something. Yeah. Well, I mean, either way, I I did the the, the you know the easy numbers. Twenty bucks a month. Say, all you want was Photoshop for twelve months is two hundred forty bucks. So as long as you're not the type of person to you know to keep the software for 10 years you're yeah you are saving something and at the same time you're, you are then, getting updates
0: like, even then you're getting the updates and that makes it that makes it a lot uh it keeps it a lot cheaper for upgrading to the new software and i think that's an important thing to kind of keep in mind because uh if they upgrade if you're keeping it for 10 years and they upgrade it every year uh then you're still paying f- far less than what you would have if you had upgraded every year anyway. Right. So for people who are in that sort of business who do like graphic design or web development, who use Adobe products every day for work for, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, it has just become a whole lot cheaper for them to keep up to date, which is which is great. Uh, you know me, I'm 100% behind any sort of Development that makes it, you know, things cheaper and easier and more accessible, which is what all of these, you know, is what they're trying to do with this. Right. I am a big fan of Creative Cloud. Um, I'm behind it one hundred, one hundred percent.
1: Well, it's got Jelly support.
0: <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm not, cra- I'm not as crazy about it as I am, like maybe Apple. But, you know, I still think it's a good thing um it certainly is making it a lot easier to you know to get access to the to the apps uh and to other services that are available now with it right so I think that's I think that's you know good on Adobe and good on them for dropping their prices conveniently after the yeah. uh, pricing inquiry. I'm pretty happy about that so moving on okay this week there was a trailer that came out uh for a movie that's been talked about for a little while now i've i have seen little bits of it here and there and i always kind of thought like that it was one of those movies you know like
1: oh oh i know
0: yeah like battleship you know where they make a where they take a movie and like from a toy and turn it into like some sort of really kind of stretched thin stretched you know movie where it's like oh I really wouldn't kind of even relate those two right and that's kind of how I f- how I felt about this particular movie uh until I saw the trailer today the movie is the Lego movie because it's such an imaginative t- title right <laughs> uh and it like and you know we, we let's be honest we've 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 both played the games you know, we've played games, the Lego games. You know, I've I've played the Harry Potter one, and I've I played my... the
1: uh, Lego Batman,
0: and I've 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 played the uh, Indiana Jones one.
1: I've played both of them. Bam, take that.
0: There you go. So, yeah, you know, and and they're relatively good games. I wouldn't call them you know like amazing or anything like that, but you know they're, they're fun, is what they are. They're fun. They're good fun. Uh. And I mean, other than the fact that there was a movie coming, right, and that it was going to be based on Lego, uh, I didn't really know anything because I kind of looked. I saw it going past through my feed uh, of news and stuff like that, and I'd kind of go, "Oh, Lego movie, cool." Uh, and then I wouldn't read anything more about it. Like, and I certainly haven't seen like casting stuff or anything like that for it. So I don't know whether or not it's just because of me like ignoring the news about the Lego movie, or whether it there was no news about it at all.
1: Well, I can say this <clears throat> this is actually my first hearing that there was a Lego movie. Really? So I feel like there probably wasn't that much news to ignore. Yeah.
0: There mustn't there mustn't have been. So anyway, the, the trailer dropped this week, the first trailer, the teaser trailer. And uh Oh my gosh, it's kind of amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I totally totally agree. I thought it was great. Like I I was watching it. And I, I think my original um, thought was that it was what you were saying before. Like I thought I was just going to be like some terrible thing, or it's going to be like really kiddie. But it was, yeah. it was funny, and I, I was pretty much smiling the entire time I was watching it.
0: Right? It was, Oh man, it was so good, so good. And like, um, I because I had no idea who was in it. Like I didn't look at the comment. You know the the. Text underneath. I just wrote, I just went straight into the into the trailer because that's how trailers are meant to be watched. Exactly. Uh, so I just you know I just started watching the trailer and um, I'm trying to recognise who the the main character is because the main character is this guy called Emmett I think Emmett. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like a little Lego guy that's you know got like a bit of a construction outfit going on and kind of must brown hair. And uh, I'm like, who is that? And I'm like, is that Seth Rogen? No, that that can't be. No, the 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 laugh is all wrong for Seth Rogen. You know, because Seth Rogen has a uh, kind of laugh, which is really weird.
1: <laughs> that was really spot on.
0: <laughs> Apparently, it's Chris Pratt, uh, it, doing the lead role. Okay, uh, so we've talked about him before. He is uh, best known at this stage for uh, Parks and Recreation, but he's also going to be the lead in Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Right. I was wondering why oh. that name sounded familiar.
0: Yes. So he is playing the the lead, uh, Emmett, who is, uh, like, who is apparently uh, mistaken for the master builder. Uh, I'm not sure what that means. I, I mean, obviously, it's a Lego thing. Uh but it's you know, it's gonna be it's it's a bit of a you know guy from nowhere saves the day inadvertently, kind of plot going on there. Right. But it has it has lots of cool people in it. Like lots of cool people in it. And you know, some people that I don't really care about, like Will Farrell. But it has uh, the
1: best it has the best will ever. It has Will Arnett.
0: It does have Will Arnett. He plays awesome. Batman.
1: Yes, he does. Lego Batman, to be more specific.
0: Lego Batman. Yep, it's very specifically Lego Batman. And there's also the trailer also has a has a Superman kind of cameo in there as well. Yes, and, and basketball and, players
1: and Michelangelo, both the painter and the Ninja Turtle.
0: Yes, it has the Ninja Turtle. I saw the Ninja Turtle. It also has Elizabeth Banks. Who, right, but what would we know her from? Uh, 30
1: Rock. Um, She was uh, Jack's wife who got kidnapped. Or was that what happened? Yeah. yeah.
0: She's also been in a few movies. Um, But
1: but 30 Rock, that's what people know.
0: Yeah, people know 30 Rock. It has Liam Neeson. He may or may not be punching wolves in it. (laughs) Um, I don't actually know. It also has Morgan Freeman, uh, whose voice is quite prominent in the trailer. And whose voice you can tell from, like, a million miles away. <laughs> uh, he plays, like, some sort of wizard character.
1: Of course, it's Morgan Freeman.
0: Yeah. Apparently it also has Alison Brie and Nick Offerman in it as well. Uh, Nick Offerman is also from Parks and Rec. Uh, you will know him as Ron Swanson. Um, probably the most amazing character ever. <laughs> let's Let's just, you know everybody can pack up and go home cuz it's just that's how it is uh and so here's the thing it's uh it's it's being animated by animal logic now you've probably heard of animal logic and i think we've talked about them before uh they're an australian based uh like visual effects studio uh, and they've you know they do they do visual effects for a whole bunch of movies. Every time I think of Animal Logic, though, my the first thought that I have, and this is part of the reason why they're called Animal Logic, is the movie Cats and Dogs. You know the awful, awful two thousand and one movie, uh, that had Toby Maguire in it as the you know as the voice of the dog and um Jeff Goldblum as like a dude.
1: <laughs> so, so what role are you up for? What for a dude?
0: <laughs> yes good <laughs> good uh so it it had like you know it it was the movie with that movie was like about you know cats uh who were evil take, trying to take over the world and the dogs were like you know secret agents trying to stop them terrible movie uh and so therefore animal logic always makes me think of Toby Maguire because of that movie uh but they were most notably do- no, like they, they were most notable, like, in the beginning for doing uh, talking animals and stuff. Um, that, that was their main claim to fame, but they've kind of moved on from that, it would seem. Okay. Uh, and they're an so Australian... They've
1: gone from talking animals to talking toys?
0: It would seem. But amazing talking toys. This movie is probably going to be far better than Cats and Dogs. And that was a terrible movie, so it's really like it's not that hard I. <laughs> uh,
1: that's a great vote of confidence,
0: yeah, but it's like you know look at the trailer, the trailer is amazing uh f- for like not for cats and dogs, I have no <laughs> idea what the cats and dogs trailer looks like uh but it's an australian movie i'm you know I'm wondering whether or not this is going to take the place of and like end up taking the place of uh the poster in have you have you been to the movies and you've seen the like the 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 little short thing like the clip that they have at the start of some movies where it's like Australia makes great films. Yeah, I think so. The pirates the piracy thing that yeah. took the place of the you wouldn't steal a car. Oh,
1: you I love that steal one.
0: Steal an internet. <laughs> uh so now it's like Australia makes great films, but our film industry is blah blah blah. I can't even remember how the rest of it goes. Uh it's got a Happy Feet poster being burned up.
1: I want to point out that was a terrible movie. Did yeah. not like that at so, all.
0: So here's my thing. I have two kind of problems with this, right? Uh, my main problem is Australia doesn't make great films. Uh, not even slightly. I like. I struggle to think of a great film that Australia has made. I can think of a few okay ones, right? Uh, and I can certainly think of some terrible ones. Like there was a movie... I think last year it was like a rip-off kind of a little bit like a Australian rip-off of Hangover <laughs> but like a really lazy rip-off right like it was it was about like uh best men who get into all sorts of you know from you know a wedding you know party uh where they get into all sorts of crazy stuff I don't even want to think about it uh but you know, it was not did not look like a good film at all. Uh, Australia makes horrible films um, and a few okay ones. So I think that's what they should change that t- that that clip to. <laughs> <laughs> Australia makes horrible films and a few good ones, and then they burn the poster because because the movie is so awful.
1: Yeah, you know, um, I, I get the feeling that it probably wouldn't have the same effect.
0: probably not but you know I I feel like the truth is important here Uh, because until we start making great films then I don't think they deserve to be able to say that about themselves and get away with it
1: yeah well looking at the list of Australian films on wiki uh, I don't understand how you don't consider this a great film dingoes and dubstep in the red (laughs) centre I mean come on that sounds like a great movie
0: oh nice Look, and he, well, here's here's the thing, right? Uh, there's a whole bunch of films on that on that list that you're looking at because I I saw that earlier today. Uh, there's a whole bunch of films on there that I would not consider Australian. Um, I don't think I would consider movies like, get this, Australia, uh, to be to be Australian films. And I certainly wouldn't f- consider uh um happy feet to be Australian because uh, because they're not like it's like when you know when Hollywood goes overseas and f- shoots in a film like a film in some crazy location which they've you know been known to do um they'll shoot an entire film in say um you know, some random European country.
1: Well, I mean, how about, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it slightly closer. We'll say, how about when, when they made Lord of the Rings, that was, a lot of that was in New Zealand.
0: Yeah. Well, that's it. Now I wouldn't, con- I mean, see, that's difficult because that was mostly made in New Zealand as well. Like quite substantially. That's true. Uh, but the question, like, I, I I, don't know. I I think it's partially, uh, is it mostly made there? And what we- like, and, it, did the money come from there? Because right. obviously, like somebody is paying for the, for this film to be made. Uh, and if it's basically being paid by, paid for by like Americans through an American studio, uh, but being filmed in Australia or New Zealand uh, and all being, you know, partially kind of like, or mostly, you know, mostly made in like Australia, like say Happy Feet, which I think was also through a, uh through an, an Australian visual effects studio. I'm looking it up now. Apparently it was also Animal Logic. Huh. Good.
1: Because <sighs> more but talking it was, animals.
0: But it was made for like it was made by Animal Logic, but it was made for Warner Brothers and Village. New right. Kingdom feature, apparently, but like, so it was like it was made by these guys. But it's that's no different to you know to a visual effects studio farming out the work to you know smaller effects studios. It's like that doesn't make it their movie. It means that they did some work on it. it doesn't make it theirs, right? I like I, I I find it very difficult to consider Happy Feet Australian. I think it's mostly American
1: yeah and again i guess it's one of those things it's it's hard to have a movie then that really isn't gonna be American then just because of the size of the industry
0: yeah and that's the and that's the that's the issue see uh the American film industry is so big um i mean it's the second biggest in the world, but you know who's counting uh, you are apparently but it is well yeah apparently <laughs> uh but it is so big that it's very easy for for them to, like it. It's very easy for them to just kind of go, okay, make this movie, and then somebody comes and makes it mostly in Australia, but it's all with American money. Um, which I think is pretty much how Australia worked. I think there may have been money from somewhere else. I don't know. Baz Lerman tried always says that his movies are are Australian, but um, I don't know. I. I'm not really sure. People, if you have, you know, thoughts on this, you should really get in touch with us. Um, but I'm still... It, either way, I'm still yet to see a good Australian film. Even, like, even these movies that are, you know, supposedly Australian films aren't necessarily good films. I, Australia was okay. I mean, it was, it, was, it was, you know, average.
1: It was one of those I, I ones it. where it's...
0: It was one of those ones where it's, you know, the terrible films and then the pretty okay films. It was one of the pretty okay films.
1: <laughs> well, okay. I, uh, I'm looking, I'm looking through this list and the majority of them. Oh, I, okay. I'm looking at the summary list. It's just the notable films of the decades. Yep. And, and maybe I've heard of like five since, you know, 1940. Um, yeah. And, and out of that, the only one that, I've seen and liked would be Moulin Rouge, but again, that's made by uh, Baz again. Baz Lemon,
0: yeah.
1: So it, it's still kind of up in the air as to whether or not that's really considered Australian.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. Like I I find it very difficult to to kind of classify, but. Like, there are definitely some films in there that I would never consider Australian um, because of the fact that they were made for somebody else. Like, they were made for a different country. They had no... I mean, the only thing that basically happened was that they were made here. It's kind of the the same... Like I said, it's the same thing as if, you know, America decided to film a movie here and then made it mostly overseas. That doesn't mean it's an Australian film. It just means it's a film that was shot in Australia. Right. Um, and a lot of the case, that's kind of what it is, but, you know, and then, but then I guess, you know, how do you draw the line with that? Like, do you draw the line with, uh, with saying that it's, you know, that it was mostly made in Australia? Like that all the product, like the pre and post production was done in Australia? Do you have to take into consideration the amount of money that came from Australia? Cause I'm pretty sure like the great Gatsby, which is, was released, I think, last week or a week, couple of weeks ago. Um, it, like, again, a Baz Luhrmann film. Uh, <laughs> it's considered Australian, and in fact, he's like made a big point of the fact that it's an Australian film, even though it's set in New York, uh, because it was filmed here. I don't think it was filmed in Sydney. Um, and apparently, there was money that was put into it by the Australian government. I think. I think that's what I. Read somewhere okay like that there was money from the australian government and that's usually a pretty good sign of what an australian film is if the australian government is paying for it then i i reckon you could probably get away with calling it australian (laughs) i think
1: also at least i mean who knows like i could be i could say this now and then a minute in a minute decide that i'm not i'm not not right here but I would also say that for for a film to be considered Australian, I, I would think it would have to have a a, a decent percentage of Australian um, actors.
0: Yeah. No, I think I'd agree you, with you there.
1: Like, I mean, again, if if you have, or or at least maybe not even actors, maybe both both staff and actors. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah. Well, yes, kind of. If you look at, like, movies that were made, like, that were filmed in Australia but made for overseas, uh, ones that are, like, you know, are known for being like that, like The Matrix, right, which was shot in Australia, uh, in Sydney, um, that had a lot of Australian staff on it, but mostly because it's cheaper to come here, shoot, like, hire everybody here, shoot, and then just pack up and go home <laughs> with you, right. you know, now that you've got your film, uh. It's very easy to get staff that way and to get, like, bit part actors uh, by that don't necessarily have to say any lines or, you know, they say so few that they can probably get away with, you know, faking an American accent. Uh, However, that being so said, I,
1: I, Hugo Weaving was in the movie and he does live in Australia.
0: That's so, true, but, you I'm, know, that, like, I, think, I, think, I think Hugo I think Weaving is got, <laughs> Hugo Weaving makes up for everybody. Exactly. Hugo, is Hugo weaving the Australian version of Don Cheadle?
1: Yes. Oh, that'd be great <laughs> if there was if there was like a movie with both of them. I, I think that would be, you know, that would be the best movie ever.
0: You know what movie needs to add those two to the to the cast list?
1: Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: <laughs> no, I was going to say the Lego Movie.
1: Yes, that'd be good.
0: They could have they could have Don Cheadle doing like they could have him doing Roadie. I don't know. Is Rhodey, I know you can get a Lego Iron Man. In fact, I have one in my hands right now. (laughs) Lego white man. Um, I also have Lego Hawkeye because everybody loves Hawkeye.
1: And he just sits around and and does nothing.
0: Yeah, they just kind of sit here. I've got a. I made myself a Lego uh, iPad dock for plugging into my uh, into the computer, and it's okay. Yeah, I've, I've got the character sitting with it. But I, anyway, I know you can get Lego Iron Man. I wonder if you can get Lego War Machine.
1: Uh, I did a quick Google while you were talking, and you can not only can you get Lego War Machine, you can also get Lego Iron Patriot.
0: There you go. So now what we need is we need to add Lego Iron Patriot to the like or or Lego War Machine, either either or really to uh, to the Lego movie, and that way we can have Don Cheadle in it. Yes, and then it's basically it, like asking for him to be in it.
1: Then there also needs to be a Lego Agent Smith.
0: Yes, was there Lego
1: for for the Matrix? Matrix? Probably not.
0: I don't think so. I I I
1: I doubt it. Considering the um, in in the states it was rated R. It was very family friendly. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Look. So I mean, I don't know whether or not you could call the Lego movie an Australian movie. Uh, It's definitely made by an Australian company like mostly Uh, I don't know who they're making it for I'm going to look that up right now because I have the IMDb page the IMDb page Um, production companies of course they're not going to be listed right there at the top says country Australia slash USA also known as Lego the piece of resistance (laughs) (laughs) it's being made at Fox Studios uh, in Sydney. Okay. Apparently, uh, production companies: Animal Logic, the Lego Group, Warner Brothers. I think Warner Brothers is signed up as distributors. Actually, okay. no, they were on the they were in the titles, like the in the their logo was in the thing. So I think that Warner Brothers is probably putting a lot of money into it. Let's just pretend that it's Australian because it's possibly going to be the only good great Australian film that there is ever going to be. <laughs> uh, or at least has been in the last, you know, five or six years, probably, probably longer. And it will
1: be even better once Don Cheadle and Hugo Weaving have signed on.
0: Yes, please make that happen, on Animal Logic. We will appreciate that very much. And if you're gonna, if you're gonna go to the length of putting Don Cheadle in it, you might as well get uh, RDJ and put him in as Iron Man. <laughs> you know you want to do it. Make it happen. Uh, yeah, Lego Movie. I am very much looking forward to this. I think it's possibly <laughs> going to be great. Like, super great. Now, the movie has is quite a ways off at the moment. Obviously, we've only got... Uh, this is only going to be the... This is only the teaser trailer. So, we're looking... I think we're looking at a t- 2014 uh, release date. Okay. Um,
1: so, it's like st- still... Like, early, still early
0: 2014. Away. Okay. So, it's still a couple of years away, but... It's gonna be amazing.
1: Yeah, not a couple of years, a couple of months.
0: Yeah, a couple of months. I know, I know what I'm, I know what I'm talking about. Shh, <laughs> quiet you. Uh, yes, sir. Actually, he look. I'm looking up. I've, I've just opened up the release info. Right, the release info has it opening in Australia on the third of April, two thousand and fourteen, and in the U.S. on the seventh of February. So that's like what, <laughs> nearly a full month later. How is that Australian, like? If a movie is made in Australia, but they're not released in Australia for a full month after a whole bunch of other countries get it, like, they're, like Australia is like the third last country on this list. How is that an Australian movie? Like,
1: Well, it, it, I, it probably has more to do with uh, holidays and release dates and that kind of thing.
0: Uh-huh. Ah, it just makes me angry. Get it right, Lego. I love the movie, but, jeez, come on. Well, on that bombshell I think we should probably uh, wrap it up Yeah,
1: I mean, I think we've run out of all the interesting topics We've already talked about LEGO, what else is there?
0: (laughs) There is nothing else LEGO is everything Uh, If you would like to read any of the articles that we have used While making this episode We put them online There is a website And you can go to it And click the link and it will take you to articles. The website that you can find all the links at is jellyandbean.co forward slash thirty. Now, if you would like to get in touch with us, which you probably should, because you know you probably have thoughts as to what an Australian, what makes an Australian movie Australian, uh, and we'd loved it. We'd love for you to tell us, because gosh dang it, if we haven't, you know, totally. Gotten ourselves confused as to what actually makes an Australian movie Australian. Get in touch with us uh, by going onto our website and filling out the form. It's at uh, jellyandbean.co forward slash contact. Uh, you fill the form out, send it off. It sends us an email. We read it. We you know do dancing because we got an email. That's what I do yeah. when I get an email. I dance. Right.
1: Uh, I-, I usually only do it when I'm at home. Uh, th- th- my boss doesn't, you know. Doesn't really approve, and they do that at work.
0: Is your dance like some sort of naked dance or something? Like, should we be concerned?
1: Well, it, it, all the best dances are, but <laughs> no, not not this one.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, your boss should get everything. <laughs> anyway, send us an email. We'd love to. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can also t- get in touch with us on Twitter. Uh, if you have something that's kind of less lengthy to tell us, uh, that is very easy to do as well. Brandon is at Randroid Attack, and I am at Jelly Bean Soup. Thanks, guys, for listening. It's been a great week. We look forward to talking to you next week. It'll be amazing. See you then. Bye.